the Professionally Speaking Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Professionally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan J. Warner, and with me today, we have a super special guest from the other side of the world. We have Holly Smith. She is the one and only happiness coach. Holly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to um, get into a great conversation. Yeah, we were pumped, and I speak for my listeners as well. They had asked for someone in your domain, and I'm personally a fan. I've followed you for a couple years now on LinkedIn and social, and you're always putting out great content. So yeah, thanks for coming, and please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and and what you do, and and I'm sure they're, they're really interested to hear this. Yeah, totally. You're probably thinking, what the heck is a happiness coach? It's just something that I've pretty much created because uh, I am the author of 30 Days to uh, Happiness. So it's a book about 30 different habits, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it as we go through uh, this conversation. But 30 different habits that will reconstruct your subconscious mind to then wake up happy every single day. I'm also the creator of the Happiness Formula, which is a course. Uh, It's off the I guess the back of my book and it's the 30 modules, 30 habits. And it's a deep dive to pretty much building and living the best and happiest life. So that's currently what I'm doing. I also work with business owners and entrepreneurs. I love working with ambitious entrepreneurs. That's like my favorite people to talk to because I can relate to them. And uh, I work with them to pretty much organize their business to create better habits to you know create better routines so they can scale to work on SOPs and so they're not working in the business but on the business and that's another you know side of 30 days to happiness which is my company um, that I absolutely love well that's awesome I'm sure we have in fact I know for a fact we have many entrepreneurs that uh, that listen to the podcast and I can tell you many of them are stressed out they're overwhelmed some of them are coming apart at the seams and they could definitely use some of your wisdom and expertise and definitely some of your positivity. Yeah, everything you put out on social media, you're always smiling. I got to tell you that. You always look like the happiest oh, thank person. Thank you. So only representing the brand. I'm really glad you say that because it's funny. I used to never smile and smiling was one of the first habits I actually ever implemented when I was coming out of like a really depressed state. Um, I read somewhere, it was like, oh, if you smile, it releases all these happy endorphins and you can actually train yourself to be happy. Anyway, I read it just as when I was like 16, 17. And you know what? The first habit I actually implemented was smiling, right? I never used to smile on photos. I used to have like the typical Kim Kardashian, like, or like a little smirk <laughs> or whatever, like yeah. poker face because I hated the way I smiled and I just was generally wasn't happy. And I, um, yeah, I started... This is when I was in the real estate industry. I used to literally drive half an hour to work, half an hour back home from work. And in that time period, I forced myself to smile. Like literally, I'd smile all the way there, all the way back. You know what? It actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, I'm, I don't even know. I'm still processing that. Like you were like holding the steering wheel. I'm just envisioning you smiling. Mm-hmm. Like while you're, anyone awkward. looking in the car is thinking, <laughs> who is this, this maniac, you know? Yeah, they're like, who is this happy chick? And I was like, hey. <laughs> oh, but um, I did it and I knew I knew every single habit that I've, I've written in my book, they work. You just need to put in the work, right? And a lot of people struggle to put in the work because they don't know how to or they don't have accountability and they keep falling off the wagon. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I found that as well. But uh, some people, they just, they've been, they've come up empty so many times in the past 
that they're reluctant to to try something new. You know, some people we say they carry their scars with them. And it's unfortunate sometimes because someone like you comes along who has put a lot of research and a lot of experience and, and thought it through and carefully constructed these 30 different techniques and, and habits, like you say, and have a lot of wisdom to share. And, and we need these people to, to get motivated to try one more time with Holly. That's it. One more. The power of one more, as Ed Millett says, if you know Ed Millett. <laughs> so Holly, I, I got to ask you, tell me what, how do people, when people contact you, do they just say, I'm unhappy, Holly, I need you to make me happy. Like, what is the yeah. entry like? Yeah, I guess there's two different types of people. There's, because happiness is something that can be really hard to niche down on. So I'm not going to lie in my business journey. Um, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, are like maybe are struggling to niche down their business. And for me, happiness was such a broad term like anyone can be happy anyone wants to be happy right personal development wise so I guess for those people it's generally like all right my mission and my purpose is to help people wake up happy every single day so if I can help someone wake up happy every single day using the habits and the formula that I've created then generally when I express that on social media through my content the people who come to me are like hey look I'm just really struggling to like you know just get into a routine, get into the habits. I just, I feel really depressed and some days I don't want to wake up. So it, it can go to opposite sides, to the other side where it might be a business owner who's just literally has so much work on and they don't know what to do. Mm. Like literally they're working 18 hour days, they have five kids, they've got this vision that they want, but they just don't know how to like get it all together. So I guess that's like the two different types of people. I guess it's more like personal development, mental health, business owners, organization. Interesting. And when they approach you, is their first, I guess, because I'm trying to think, put myself in their shoes and I think to myself, what would I say if I were unhappy and I know I there's other people out there who can help me and I come upon you and if I reach out to you, would I say, I think I need some help becoming happy? It's funny. A lot of people... Um... A lot of people still don't really know what happiness is. Like mm. I believe it's a state of being. It's not a lot of people are still searching for happiness. And you stop once you stop searching for happiness and really understand what happiness is, which is a state of being. And a state of being mean you can actually choose to be in whatever state of being you want to be in by just simply changing your mindset and the way you do things, simply changing your posture, changing the people you surround yourself with, changing the way you think, the words that come out of your mouth. So I think with people who want to become happier, they've got to realize that I would want to be in the state of being of happiness, joy is what you experience from being in a state of happiness. So people really just want to be joyful. They want to feel joy. Mm -hmm. So if someone was like, hey, how can I be happier? You can buy my book, 30 Days to Happiness. It'll teach you all the 30 habits that you need. But most importantly, it's to optimize what actually, what does happiness actually mean to you? What's your definition? And optimizing the habits that have previously in the past got you to where you want to be in that state of being. Like what produces joy in your life? Most probably you've stopped doing that if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I imagine some folks out there, when you tell them that, hey, you, you stopped doing something that made you happy, or you have, you know, you're not planning things to look forward to that you used to, yeah. which, you know, got you through those times. I'm sure some of them would say, I just don't have the time or, you know, oh, that's 100%. not, yeah, like, <laughs> I can imagine them responding something like that. So you've, you've been familiar with this response. Oh, 100%. Yeah, the I don't have time. Sometimes it's not really an excuse. Sometimes it's generally I don't have time, but it is because you will make time for the things that matter. 
So if going to the gym was a priority to you, you would make the time for it. If your kids were a priority to you, you would wake up every morning, make sure they got to school on time. You know, if you were a priority, you'd make sure that you'd look after yourself, if that makes sense, right? If you wanted to build a business, you would make the time to build a business so you can afford groceries and to buy a house or whatever your goals are. So I super believe is that you have to get your priorities in place and then you will make time for them. It's kind of like backtracking in a bit. You know, just mm-hmm. find time. <laughs> no, I know it's, but it's amazing how human. I've I've come across this myself. Mm. It's amazing how many human beings they'll put their own well-being on the back burner for their their job or their pets, their car. Sometimes I've seen people take better care of their car than they do of their own <laughs> self. And I Literally. just, yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know how to respond to that. Sometimes I'm like. Okay, but your yeah. priorities are are not like you realize if, if something happens to you, there's there's nothing else, right? Like mm, that's exactly it. And people don't realize that they will hit a certain, they'll hit a plateau or a certain point where something will trigger them to then have to put themselves first. And um, that's pretty much what happened to me. I was in I was working like 14, 16 hour days in the real estate industry. I was also personal training. I was waking up at like 3:30 in the morning, finishing super late at night plus training an hour at the gym every day, eating dinner, going to sleep. And that was repeating, repeating, repeating. And I was just trying to like pretty much shove all my emotions underneath the rug. I didn't want to deal with what was going on in my life maybe. And I was using it as a distraction, which Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people actually use work as a distraction. But most importantly, like I I wanted to build a business. I wanted to save for a car. I wanted to do other things. And I remember just, again, driving. A lot of revelation happens in the car. (laughs) I remember driving and just saying to myself, wait, I'm going to thank myself for this one day. It's all going to be okay. Like, you know, I'm going to build resilience and it's all going to be okay. And, yeah, I built resilience. I built discipline. But I got so burnt out that um, my knees gave way, my hips gave way. And if you're listening to this and you believe that muscles hold emotions, I totally believe that. (laughs) Mm. Um, And my whole body gave way and I couldn't walk for four weeks. It's horrible. So, um, yeah, that's my burnout story. So that is a typical um, thing that happens on a, you know, a daily basis to so many people and entrepreneurs around the world with great work ethics or we're actually distracting ourselves from daily life and what we actually should be putting in front of us and dealing with so yeah i guess that kind of goes in line with why we should make things a priority mm. four weeks that's that's a long time yeah it was a christmas <laughs> it's just having flashbacks my coaching and training sessions because you know like some executives especially the high level very ambitious yeah. driven people they're like i can handle it i can handle 18 hours a day i can i can handle 20 i can handle 21 okay, but but then when you burn out, like you said, then what? Then how much time have you lost? Is it worth it? The extra, you know, four or five hours a day you're putting in at the end of the month if you have to take four weeks off, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. And a lot of those people who are like, I can mentally handle it, like working these really long days, like I'm resilient, I'm disciplined, I can do this. There's actually a deep reason why they're thinking like that, right? And it's maybe they're trying to prove something to themselves. Maybe they're trying to prove something to a father figure or maybe they're trying to prove something to employees there's always a deep reason why people want to work long hours because if you really think about it who really wants to work 18 hours a day and not put yourself first i don't think anyone really actually wants to do that i'd work 18 hours a day doing what i do because i love it i I would do it if i didn't get paid for it right but eventually it's 18 hours a day that i'm putting someone else first and not myself so you kind of got to like think what's what are your priorities what do you want to do Mm mm-hmm Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You touched on something that was, it's really, it, it hit home to me, especially because yeah. with a professionally speaking podcast, you said one of the things um, to, I guess, override or to reprogram your happiness is the things you say, the way you yeah. speak, the way you frame things. Can you talk a little more about that for our listeners who are curious? Yeah. So what you say is what you think and then what you feel, what you believe, right? So affirmations is that's like the third habit in my book is like, you've got to, actually there's two habits in my book when it comes to saying, right? And speaking out loud. I just want you to think about right now, every single word that comes out of your mouth holds a negative or a positive vibration and a frequency, right? So if you're saying, I can't do this. I don't like my body. I hate this. They're all carrying a negative frequency, right? And that is attached to the brain. So the thing is the brain or the subconscious mind doesn't actually understand what positive, negative, or like good and bad is. It has no clue, right? It's just, it's just there and it's on all the time. But the thing is like, you have full control over the words that come out of your mouth if you change the way you think, right? Mm-hmm. When going back to a subconscious mind, it actually understands how you feel. It doesn't understand what's good and bad, but how you feel about it. So if you say, I don't love myself, it saves a trigger in your brain and you get that feeling of insecurity or guilt or um, anxiety or whatever it is, shame even. And that, that's what causes your belief system to continue going that your belief that you actually believe what you're saying. So that's the first thing is that that's all the science behind it. The second thing is like, you've got to catch your words. And that is another habit in my book for you to be able to, I guess, manifest what you want to be able to change the way you think, right? Which means you change the way you feel all starts from surrounding yourself with the right things. So you've got to change your thoughts before you, the words come out of your mouth. Am I surrounding myself with the right people? Am I watching the right TV shows? Should I be watching TV at all? Am I listening to the right podcasts? Am I listening to music, which is negative? Like you got to really think about like if you think quite negatively, it's most probably you're going to start speaking negatively as well and then you're going to feel negatively, right? And that's the emotion that you start believing. So anyway, going back to affirmations, a quick little story. I looked in the mirror when I was like 17 years old and I literally started crying and I hated the way I looked like I generally hated myself. I was so depressed. I just hated it. But I don't know, just something inside of me. I went, I literally was like, stuff it, I'm going to go for a walk. So I went for a walk and I remember just speaking all these like affirmations and words of love over me. And I just remember going like, all right, I love my legs. I love my body. I love that it's a beautiful day. This is a great day. Like all these like things, right? And I did it for like every single day for about three months when I go for a walk, right? That worked. I never hated my body ever again after that three months because I reconstructed my subconscious mind and it became a habit, right, to start believing and loving my body. Plus, what you speak out into the universe is what the universe will bring for you and to you, right? So it started bringing me, you know, people in my life that I needed at the right time. It started bringing me love from different angles. Like, so I could talk about this forever, but that kind of like sums it up. Yeah, that is a, a great story. So you kind of happened upon that at a young age yourself. That's not something you mm-hmm. found like through a book or anything. You just, no. just tried it up. Yeah, I knew affirmations were always really important and I was always into personal development and something inside of me, it was very it's like everything I've read in this book is all revelation, to be honest, of what's, what I thought, oh, this might work and I'll try it. Um and that's it. I just started walking and speaking all these like, and I even I do it today. Like if I am feeling a little bit like just flat, when I go for my walks, I will literally just start speaking 10 minutes of positive affirmations and just whatever comes to my mind and 
gratitude, by the end of the walk, I'm literally a completely different person, thinking completely differently, feel completely differently. So I know for a fact it works because I literally have tried the habits in this book for like the last like seven years. Wow. I got to, I got to walk more. I think, I think that's my, <laughs> my main takeaway. It's a bit of dopamine as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the, one of the messages, and like I said, that, that resonates with me very strongly because when I'm traveling around Canada and USA and I, I do some speaking, that's one of the points I, I hit on because you're right. So many people are very negative on themselves and they, I, I hear all the time, like, Ryan, I, I suck at this. Like, I'm not good at that. Or I'm, I'm, I'm way better at A than I am at B. And yeah. I always have to tell them like, well, okay, right now, or maybe you haven't found the right way to learn B yet or to, yeah. um, so, but people kind of shut themselves down right away or they, they kind of count themselves out and it's not, it's not really great. And the other component, like what you said, the thing I love about, about your whole, I guess, life now is about happiness and bringing happiness yeah. to other people. I love that it's proven that it help, makes you 31% more intelligent when you're in a positive frame of mind. So yeah, I love that. for those people who are thinking like, I need to no, I, I need to focus right now. Like I should be stressed. I have all these deadlines to hit and everything, but do you want to access 31 more percent or do you want to, you know, work at 69% capacity, right? Because that's not a great strategy. 100%. I love that. Now you've hit the nail on the head there. Tell us a little bit more about like, how do you uh, work with your clients? Is it all, is it virtual? Do you have clients all over the world? What's, what's going on with that? Yeah. So I work from home uh, and I've got clients all around the world and we do it via Zoom or Google Meet or whatever works for them. Um, and the people that I currently work with, so the one-on-one clients that I have, um, they're business owners, entrepreneurs, people who need to be held accountable to get a result. So um the first thing I'll ever do with someone is pretty much like help them create the routine and the structure, which is all related to their personality, their body type, their goals, how they are. Because I'll give you a perfect example. Someone comes to be like, oh, I want to create an amazing routine in the morning, right? I want to be part of the 5 a.m. club. But they're a nighttime person. Like they have been built to be have energy at like 7 o'clock at night, right? And that's just who they are, right? I do believe you can train yourself and your mind to do absolutely anything, but there's also part of your personality and genes that are made up for different parts of the day. So we kind of figure out like which parts of your day are you most productive? When do you most creative? When are you most energized? When are you the best to release a dopamine to go to the gym? Like all these little things that we don't really think about and we create a routine that works for them. And then we create a, I love to do 90-day plans. So we work in 90-day sprints um, and we work out all your priorities, which are related to your mission, your values and your goals. We do vision boards, not like the typical cutting out images and sticking on a board, but we visualize and see what the actual potential is for the next 10 years, five years, three years. And then I guess, look, the biggest thing I do is I hold them accountable every single week to get a result. And we do that through different techniques and um, accountability mechanisms. And have you, with, with all your clients, and you've been doing this obviously successfully for a number of years, have you had, um, is there an experience, is there one thing that you, when you're working with a client, a light bulb kind of came on or anything memorable that uh, you can share with our listeners? Yeah, so I was working with a client who, um, I guess this goes more to like the mental health side of things with a client. And he came to me and he's like, look, I've just, you know, I've suffered with depression. I'm on antidepressants. You know, I have like kids, a wife that we just do not have a great relationship. I feel like everything's falling apart. It's like, okay, okay. Um, 
But the thing is, like, he's never found someone. He's had counselling, you know, and everything, therapy, but there's no one there to hold him accountable. So he keeps slipping off the wagon, right? And he knew he needed accountability. So I was like, you know what? If you if you have accountability, you can't fail. You really can't, right? The only reason you will fail is if, you know, you yourself give up. So I was like, if you're willing to, you know, take that step, then I'm willing to hold you accountable to make sure you succeed in that way. So we worked together for, I don't know, maybe four months, but within the first two months, he, and I'm not saying everyone should do this, obviously seek, um, talk to your doctor first, but he got off his um, antidepressants, which he had been on for years. So in two months, and that was from the habits, um, mindset shift, actually having a plan and a vision for where he wants to go. So yeah, he's, um, he went off his antidepressants and that was a really like, I got goosebumps. I almost started crying actually. I was just so, so happy um, that he was able to. And then he realized how much the antidepressants had made him feel actually more depressed. But obviously they help. They do really help guys. So um, obviously seek your doctor, but he made, made, he realized when he got off them that he, one, he could, two, that um, he was, he found new coping mechanisms for when he did have a low or his hormones changed, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most importantly as well, like he found his, he got his energy back. He literally got all his energy back that he didn't even knew he had. So that was a really rewarding, um, rewarding time. I can imagine like that. That's a, that's a big change that you were involved in there. That's, that's like life changing stuff. Yeah, I love it. It's so rewarding and reminds me why I do what I do every single day, like, and why I do it. For sure. Yeah, that's a great story. So, Holly, for our listeners out there who are um, they're younger, they're in college, they're just graduating college, and they're thinking about a career. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them? What advice could uh, would be most valuable for them at this critical juncture in their lives? A lot of the time, we'll leave school or college university and we are going out into the world or starting a business because we think that's what we want or what the world tells us we should do what our parents tell us we should do so i would say take some time to really sit down with yourself to actually understand what your purpose is if the 10 years and 10 years from now you completed everything in your heart that you want to do not just because you think you have to do it and is that in line with what you want to do once you've left college or school or you're starting a business or wherever you are in life? If that's in alignment with your 10-year vision, then I say go for it, right? Go for it. Obviously, entrepreneurship is like ups and downs, highs and lows, and you go through them, you learn as you go. But one thing that will help people is to seriously dial in what your purpose is, what your mission is, what your values are, and every single decision that you make moving forward ask yourself, is this in line with any of these? Because it will save you so much time, so much money, so much lack of just like, you know, being around the wrong types of people. And yeah, that's all I can, that's probably my biggest advice is just really dial in on yourself before you go out and give the world everything that you have. Because I think intuitively, like that's it's when you're going to learn to be really intuitive. You've got to learn to go, all right, well, in my heart, I really want to be an artist, but my parents want me to be a dentist. And I know I should do that and I know I should do this, but just be really intuitive with yourself. Like if you are an adult, 
you can make whatever decision you want to make, right? Mm -hmm. You have a big canvas. I want you to imagine a massive canvas and you have a paintbrush and you get to paint what you want for the next 10 years. You get to paint your destiny. You get to paint your literal Mm -hmm. life. Now, that's living your life by design. If you want to live life by default, go and believe what everyone else is telling you to do. Go believe and scroll on Instagram and you know, find what the perfect body is supposed to look like and start believing that. That is living by default, is by living by other people's expectations or what you actually believe mm-hmm. for yourself. Start grabbing that paintbrush and painting the life that you want intuitively as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. That is such a great message because uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking, I know so many people who went through, called, they did exactly what they were told to do, you know? Yeah went through college, got a degree, started an internship somewhere, entry level, worked their way up, and then they blink and they're like 35 or 40 and their life, as far as they see that, I think that's some of them, unfortunately, they become depressed or they get really sad because they're like, my life's half over and I'm not doing the career path I wanted. Like I, and I was told if I did all this stuff, I'd be happy. Why aren't I happy? You know? Wow. That's so true though, isn't it? That is so true and that's something I'm really big for at the moment is that in school, I wish someone talked me through a workshop or a, a purpose workshop or, yeah. a, you know, a talk or something that actually helped me define what I wanted to do rather than just because it made me money or because it's the right thing to do, right? I know so many people have gone through four years of college or university and they don't even want to do it anymore, what their job is. They don't even want to do it or they've gone halfway through and they spent over a hundred grand. <laughs> and they're like, wow, okay, well, um, now what do I do? You know, I have a massive debt and I don't even want to do this. And then you feel de- you feel unhappy, you feel sad because you're like, now what do I do? I'm stuck. So totally get it. And I'm, um, you know, a lot of uh, in a lot of cultures, the the parents, the parental influence, like you said, is very strong. And, yeah. and to go against that is to go against the family, which. I know some listeners are like, who cares? Do what you want. But other people are like, yeah. no, I get it. You know what I mean? Like it's, wow, that's yeah. powerful. But I like your message. Think critically, think for yourself and mm. be the artist of your own future. Yeah, that's it. Critical thinking is probably the first thing I ever learned as an entrepreneur. I had a really good mentor tell me, you need to be, you need to learn to be a critical thinker. I was like, oh, I don't really understand. Mm-hmm. So I did my research. I understood it after six months of working with him. I was like, ah, this is what it means, right? <laughs> it's to be intuitive with your own decisions and question everything that's going on because just because someone else says it's the right way to go doesn't mean it is. Mm-hmm. That's right. It might have been the right way for them um, or yeah. the only way they know, but it doesn't mean it's the only way that can be done. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. All right, Holly, we're coming to the end here. And and again, thank you so much for your time. Any of our listeners who want to get in touch with you, where can they go? Where can they pick up your book, pick up a copy? And and where can they holler at you to to get started with some work? Yeah, amazing. So I'm at www.30daystohappiness.com.au. That's my website. You'll find my book, my podcast, my courses, the Happiness Formula course, all on there. and you can also book a call with me if you want to have a chat and you just really feel a bit lost, not sure what your next step is. Uh, otherwise, I'm quite big on LinkedIn. I'm a LinkedIn user and Instagram at holly underscore smith zero zero. 
Perfect. Perfect. So all you listeners out there who are finding yourself a little overwhelmed at times and could use some strategies, some habits to build in to uh, keep yourself positive, please uh, reach out to Holly, grab a copy of her book. You won't be disappointed. And Holly, I'll give you the last word before we sign off. Anything you want uh, our listeners to, to know before we go? Just know that you're loved. You're so loved. Even when you feel like you're not loved, just know that there are people out there that, that do really love you. Um, and another thing is social connection is so is the number one, has been scientifically proven for your number one um, point when it comes to happiness and actually feeling happy. So go find a networking event. Go find a meetup. Go find people who drive you and inspire you and are like-minded because the way they show up is also going to be the way that you show up every single day. So that's what I have to say. Wow. That was, Holly, you're just giving us value all day long. This is, this is excellent. Thank you so much. All right. Well, Holly, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, to our listeners out there, we wish you success in your future speaking endeavors. 